Welcome to the Side by Side podcast, where we connect busy female leaders to the practical resources they need for ministry today. We are your co-hosts, and I am Annie Purdue Olson. And I'm Heidi Swart. And we have officially wrapped up season two, which was on conversations that matter. And we're headed into a lot of fun topics um, to talk about. And I'm excited that we are going to talk about the myth of balance today, Heidi. Yes, I love this one. And I think it's so relevant to where we are today because we're at this uh, point of transition where we're looking at uh, what's next, right? Yeah. And as we do that, I think we are starting to feel we have felt acutely this tension of what we call life, uh, life work balance in particular. And as leaders, we get pulled in so many different directions, you know, and we hear a lot about this work-life balance and living a balanced life. And I've always had a little bit of a bias with this particular word. It hasn't been my favorite because I think we kind of go about kind of looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. I feel like that balance is really elusive. And the picture that comes to mind is this teeter-totter, right? If you've ever been on a teeter-totter as a kid, how often were you actually able to get balanced? <laughs> how often were you able to stay in that place, right? You're always right? like one person's up, one person's down, and it it's just this fleeting thing. So I think what we're really talking about, if we get honest, is it's really about having intentional focus and better presence in the places that we're called to be in work and at home, and in church, and in ministry. I think this is particularly challenging because I remember when I was a pastor that uh, the nine-to-five job just didn't work. Mm. You are working Sundays. You're working evenings. I was uh, in, in board meetings at 6 a.m. You know, it just so like life-work balance was a little harder to figure out. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that you're talking about focus and being present in the moment because I think that has helped me a lot when it comes to balance, especially with my personality type, because on the Myers-Briggs, I've got extroversion and intuition. <laughs> <laughs> so I can be pretty active pushing forward into the future. I see mm. things and I sometimes can miss out on what's important in the now mm -hmm. because I'm so future focused. I have put into place in my own life, like daily disciplines at the mm. beginning of the day to help me focus on what's important. Otherwise I can like fly with the wind yeah. as the day progresses. And I think that's given me uh, more a focus, like what you were talking about that I think is so powerful. And I have people in my life that give me space to dream when I have those moments where I want to be future focused. Mm -hmm. But I know that it has been helpful for me to have this, like what is important for today and keep that focus. And then also have kind of like a mental note in the back of my mind so, mm -hmm. so that when the wind blows and I do start following the trail <laughs> of that, it says, wait a minute here. If there are too many things that are competing for my attention, I might need to pause in this moment and step back and ask myself some good focus questions again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great way to talk about how you give attention to things throughout your day. There's, mm -hmm. there's another word that I don't resonate very, very well with, and that's the idea of goals, because <laughs> it's another one where it's like you either win or lose. And balance feels like that too. Like you can't mm -hmm. stay in this perfectly balanced place. So you're either yeah. winning or you're losing. And instead, yeah. I think one of the things that's really helpful is to think about systems instead of goals. So how do you yeah. structure your day? What do you give attention to? And if you think about the course of your day, you give more focused attention to one thing for a period of time before you move on to the next. And those aren't equal blocks. 
you know, you, you dedicate your time and your focus to that thing for a period of time. And every decision you make is a trade-off. You choose one thing, meaning if you choose one thing, it means you say no to another thing. Mm. So that's one of the things I think is really important as we talk about balance is it's really looking about how we shift our focus toward the things that matter most to us. I do think it is really important to focus on those things that matter the most to us. I think what's hard sometimes is how do you decide what's Mm. important Mm -hmm. in the moment? I was just having a conversation with uh, my coach this last week because good coaches have coaches, right? Always. (laughs) (laughs) So I was having a conversation with my coach this week because I had not done something that Mm. I had committed to doing. And he was asking me some really good questions about it. And what really uh, backed out of that conversation for me or what I reflected on is that, um, you know, there is, we make time for what's important to us. We Mm -hmm. do. There's a limited amount of time in a day. So we make time for what's important to us. So the reason I wasn't doing it was not because I didn't have time, Mm. but it was because I wasn't giving it priority. Um, So then that makes me go back and ask myself some really hard questions about why is this important to me or not important to me? What is holding Mm -hmm. me back from that? And it really helped me sort through some of my values, like what is important to me, but then maybe also some of my fears, like Mm. fears can sometimes hold us back from doing what's important to us. And so it was a really helpful conversation when it comes to like, what is important to you is what Mm -hmm. you focus on. Yeah, we do. And we, we've heard that before. We've heard things like, you know, if you really want to know what's important for you financially, look at your checkbook or what's important to your time, look at your calendar. And so that, you know, will maybe help give you some clues about where your balance is off. And what I mean by that is where, again, where are you giving your attention? And I Mm -hmm. think one of the biggest detriments to our focus is that we try to multitask. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I try to multitask an awful lot. (laughs) Moms are great at that, or at least we think we are. (laughs) But I think it's just because we, we don't have, we don't tend to live in boxes um, as much as maybe our male counterparts. Now, maybe that's a big generalization, but the truth is that researchers suggest that multitasking actually reduces our productivity rate by as much as 40%. So all of that multitasking you're trying to do is actually working against you, Um, which I think is just remarkable if you really think about how much lost productivity we have while trying to multitask. I write a lot of articles uh, for a digital health and wellness company on the topic of social media. And so if I use that as an example, when we scroll when we think we're just trying to kind of trying to spend some time decompressing or taking a break, the truth is it takes us now get this 23 minutes and 15 seconds (laughs) to get our focus back. So that kind of what we think is an innocuous or meaningless scrolling is actually taking us away from the thing that we need to be focusing on. And it's, it's shifting that, that balance uh, against us. It's working against us instead of for us. Ah, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be able to multitask. I don't want to hear those statistics, but I I think you're right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I want to be Wonder Woman. I want to do it all. I want to be able to juggle the whole thing. You're right. I don't like, it's like a fluid kind of a thing in our life. Mm -hmm. We flow into this role or that role or this 
And it's so it's so easy to fall into the trap of multitasking. And then I am a type three on the Enneagram and that's an achiever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to get things done. And yeah. sometimes I get hooked by the need to achieve. And I think that multitasking thing is a way that I fall into that trap of achieving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a big lesson I actually learned when my youngest daughter was born because my my third was born when I was 42. And I got to tell you, it's a lot easier to raise kids in your 20s <laughs> than it is to raise kids in your 40s. And, uh, you know, I had no idea in my 20s that I was just like spinning my wheels and not getting very yeah. far because I felt productive because mm-hmm. I was doing lots of things. But in my 40s, I couldn't do that. I didn't have the same energy level Mm -hmm. as I had in my twenties. And it became really obvious to me how much I was spinning my wheels and getting nowhere because my brain just didn't work in the same Mm. way. And maybe I'd grown a little in 20 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I learned a thing or two. Well, Um, but it just was, it was, it was, it was easy. It was either focus on what was important mm -hmm. or not survive this season of my life. Yeah. Well, I think you just hit on an incredibly key word to all of this, and that's the idea of seasons, that we have seasons of life that demand different things of us. And so Mm -hmm. this word balance or focus means different things to us at different seasons of our life. So sometimes our family needs more attention. Sometimes work needs more attention. Sometimes we have really busy seasons and sometimes we, we need to rest. And I think about the, you know, Ecclesiastes that talks about this. It says, you know, for everything, there's a season. And so if we think more seasonally, I think it also releases the pressure that we sometimes feel to do what we used to do. Like we look yes. at ourselves uh, you know, at me being now 50, right? I look at myself in the tw- my 20s or 30s and I don't have the same energy. I don't have the same goals. I don't have the things that are, the things that are important to me have changed and shifted. And so I think my choices now align with values that I have as a 50-year-old that are a little bit different than they were when I was in my 20s. Yep. I think that seasonal thing is so important because it helps me a lot to think in terms of like, what are my priorities for this season? Mm -hmm. I just really want to put an exclamation point behind the fact that you were talking about how that frees us up from taking the season that we had before and imposing it onto this season Mm -hmm. and saying, why isn't like these priorities that were important to me then not Mm -hmm. important to me now? Well, there is a reason Mm -hmm. it's a different season. Um, and I think that that's a really important, like, I think that frees me up mm-hmm. when I think about balance because it, and it forces me to ask the question again, what is balance for me right now? Mm. Um, and what, I, what makes this decision and this priority important right now? And I really like that. Mm. You know, and I think as we think about the things that are going to demand our attention moving forward, you know, as things open up, as yeah. life returns to uh, a faster pace, more than likely, you're going to be asked to add additional things to your plate. Yep. <laughs> and I think there's a question that we need to ask ourselves in all of that. And the question is, is it worth it? So is it worth it? In other words, there's, a, again, I go back to, you say yes to something, you say no to something else, or I talk a lot about trade-offs. So mm-hmm. when I think about that, one of the things that resonates with me is this idea of food and exercise, you know, to get... This, this ideal body that you may be craving, that maybe you had in your 20s, <laughs> yep. or maybe you didn't, right? It, there's a trade-off. You're aiming for um, something that is going to require or demand your attention and your focus on something that you may or may not want to actually do. So 
for me, for example, I'm in a season where I'm aiming for what I call good enough nutrition, Mm -hmm. good enough exercise, because Mm -hmm. I just simply don't want to spend the time that I used to spend um, preparing the perfect plate of food, or Mm -hmm. I can't work out the way I used to because my body screams at me if I try to do what I used to do. And so my trade-off is to say, okay, my body is going to look different at age 50 than it did at age 20. And if I continue to try to aim for uh, that, that image, that, few, that, that past season, I'm not going to be content with who I am today. And it's going to actually deplete me of my even emotional freedom. I think what's so powerful about that, Heidi, is that uh, you're being so intentional mm. about clarifying what your focus and priorities are for this season, because that's where the freedom comes in there. You're no longer striving for the past. You no longer have this like pining after the past that's happening for you because you have so clearly stated, this is what good enough <laughs> nutrition and good enough looks like for me. And right. so then setting that new standard for this season of your life then frees you up. I love the idea of a trade-off because what you're doing is saying, this is good enough so that I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really great way to sort. And our values contribute to that sort. Um, practical life seasons that we're in contribute to that sort. Mm-hmm. Being intentional about that, I think, is what's so powerful about what you just shared. Yeah, and I think I think that question about is it worth it can also be paired with who who does it impact? Mm-hmm. Because the choices that we make, they impact us, they impact our kids, they impact yeah. our spouse and our coworkers. And so that's part of the the values conversation too about sorting through all of the demands and what do you prioritize? Is it's about also who it impacts and what will you sacrifice? Will you sacrifice sleep or stress or your relationship with God or just is it peace in your soul? But knowing all of those things and and having that kind of list in your head uh, will help you, I think, answer those questions for yourself so that you make those choices and put your focus in the place where it needs to be and not try to balance your time between all of these different demands. That's so powerful. And I think sometimes I can get caught in my head trying to sort all that out. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so it impacts my kids. It impacts my life. It impacts my calendar. And then I get lost in the circling that might happen in that. (laughs) And I just really want to encourage our listeners to like, if you're in that place and you can't like get to that intentional focused place where you have that crystal clear like this is what's important to me right now. You got to talk to somebody because yeah. I know for me, talking it out can be one of them or writing it out sometimes helps me too, but talking it out or writing it out in some way, extroverting all of that stuff that's circling around in our head can be so helpful mm-hmm. at clarifying what is important to me right now. Mm-hmm. That's a great question that you're asking. And it's a great advice to have the accountability partner or to just seek an outside perspective, because sometimes we are so in the weeds, yeah. and we just can't, we can't see it. And we don't know what needs our attention and we don't know what needs our focus. So, you know, I'm a big advocate, as you know, Annie, about doing one thing at a time. And we yeah. talk about that in our busy leaders guide. And so, you know, as we think about those practical ways of how you move away from pursuing a, a life of balance and toward a life of more intentional focus, I like to start with asking, what is the single change that will have the biggest impact? What, yes. what one thing 
is kind of that big boulder that when you move it, all the other rocks are going to kind of come along with it. Um, you talked about who needs your attention now or who will benefit from more focus. Those are some great places to start. Yeah. I love that because I think it is really um, helpful to remember. I think at the core of our conversation or what's really standing out to me is focus. Mm. At the core of all of this is what are you going to focus on? Mm -hmm. And in order to figure out what you're going to focus on, it does require looking at your season. It does require looking at what's important to you. What are your values? But at the end of the day, it comes to what you're going to focus on. And you're putting a really important emphasis on that focus needs to be narrow. Mm. Definitely. And I can, <laughs> you know, my strength of deliberation, right? And you talked about circling thoughts and <laughs> circling ideas. And so for me, bringing, talking out loud and bringing those people in who can hear me and tell me what I'm saying, because sometimes yeah. I can't hear and, and say it. And I think that highlights how important it is to know our strengths because yeah. those strengths, they leave clues. Yeah. You know, you're not made, we're not made to be well-rounded. I think that's another myth that we could do a whole yes. episode on, but you're really made to do what only you can do. I've mentioned this number before, but you are one in 33 million. So mm -hmm. nobody does things just like you. Exactly. Nobody thinks the way you do. Nobody acts the way you do. They don't talk the way you do. And so your strengths leave clues in terms of what kinds of things you can best focus on. And when you don't have, when you notice a gap, bring somebody in to help fill that gap or delegate what you can if you've got a long to-do list to people who have those strengths. Mm -hmm. I, think that, I think that's so important to knowing your strengths and who you are as the key to unlock balance or what kind of focus will actually work for you um, because it is going to be different for each of us. So mm -hmm. there's no one size fits all. I mean, I think as an Enneagram type three, I know that achieving and getting things done is super important to me. I need to know that about myself. Mm -hmm. As an ENFJ on the Myers-Briggs, relationships and values matter in every single decision that I make. I want whatever it is that I achieve to be meaningful and valuable to the people around me. That's all the criteria that influence my thinking. And with strengths like input, learner, strategic, oh, and activator, let's throw that one in there too. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all about seeking the next best idea and how to make it happen. So mm -hmm. knowing that about myself gives me a great foundation that helps me decide where I need to focus and what balance looks like for me. Mm -hmm. It means that I want to focus on things that have an impact on what God called me to, that the, what God's calling on my life and what he's called me to is, is a central theme to anything I focus on. I also want to make it meaningful to the people around me. So that's another really important criteria for what I focus on. Also, I think I need to be on my guard that with my natural desire to do and to move, um, that I might need to pause, <laughs> slow down and listen to the Holy spirit. So I mm. don't get out of balance. And that's where daily disciplines can come in. Mm -hmm. And that's also where what you're talking about is, is like, I am not well-rounded. Mm -hmm. I am not going to be able to do number three on my own. I need people in my life that are going to come alongside me and help speak into that space for me. Mm -hmm. And I need to go hunt them down and find them. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should end this episode with a little bit of a challenge. What do you think? Oh, I love this <laughs> idea. Heidi, lay it out for us. So here's our practical and tactical challenge for you this week. So when you have a lot on your plate, and while you're trying to identify the things that matter most, and you're just simply in that place of, you know, I want to do that, but right now I just have to get things done. Let's try to use the 20 minute rule. So the 20 minute rule says that you're going to focus on one thing for 20 minutes 
and you're going to give your full attention to that one thing. Then set a timer and move on to the next task for 20 minutes and see how that might shift your priorities. Notice where your energy is coming in. Notice what the things that are filling and fueling you. Don't judge. It's really easy to judge ourselves and to start um, saying, well, there's something wrong with me because I don't like to do X. <laughs> but I think this is, your, this is your key and these are your clues to the things that energize you and the things that are important to you so that you can truly spend more of your time focusing on the things that matter most. You've been listening to the Side-by-Side Podcast with Annie Purdue Olson and Heidi Zort. Subscribe to get more practical tips women leaders need. Leave us a review. We want to know what you think. We would be so honored if you would share this episode with a friend. And finally, check out our show notes with great links to free practical resources from our guests and ways that you can connect with us. Because we believe we lead better when we lead side-by-side. Side.